gentlemen, welcome to podcast number 11, confusingly covering game week 12. Uh, I am your commissioner, Andre Clark, and I'm joined with Premier League champion 2020 celebrator and producer, Jeff. How are you, Jeff? Hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves, uh, massively ahead of ourselves. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a long, long way to go. There's still so, there's, I mean, it can all still go horribly wrong. Um, but yes, glad to be here. Episode 11, game week 12. It's, um, I was just thinking back, actually, last week's episode. I really, really enjoyed it. It was so good to have Tom on. It was one of those really nostalgic moments to be able to kind of relive those early days of the email and the inception of the league. <laughs> I really enjoyed the journey down memory lane. Big shout out to Tom. Thank you very much. Really good feedback from that episode as well, which is always nice to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. And I'd probably listen to it again just to get through this interlull that we have to tolerate in the middle of the season yet again. But here we are. We have a podcast for everyone else uh, to catch up on. So, let's get started. Um, we'll keep this one tight since the last one was fantastic but long. Uh, so, Jeff, do you want to kick things off, please? Yes, I'll kick things off. And game week 12, I want to start with the pick of the week. Um, so awesome. this one for me is actually quite quite nice and simple. And I mean that not because there weren't lots of good picks, lots of good scores across the league. But this one, I love for its simplicity. It's a single, a single transfer. And wow. it's just a straightforward, that guy looks like he is on form. I'm going to bring him in for somebody who is struggling and i'm just going to sit back and and benefit from the results so i think i think you just described fantasy football it doesn't go that way but that's what we're supposed to do if i look back over the last maybe 10 weeks every episode when we're doing pick of the week or team of the week or that, there's a level of over engineering which don't get me wrong is great because people are people are coming out with some incredible stats and incredible picks and you know just pulling things out of left field that never saw coming and nobody else had this or you know he saw something that the rest of us didn't see this time it's it's old school I love it I love it and you know me I'm trying to I'm trying to strip back a little bit from from the way I tinker with my squad and um, it's been probably one of the most horrific starts to a season I've had in a long long time on a personal level but but I'm still optimistic that I can turn things around and that you know what Tom was saying last week, and then I look at this pick, and I think, yes, this is this is the way I want to go. Um, it harks back to a simpler time. It's an impact pick, and we have... So let me tell you a little bit about what the pick was. Jimenez coming in for Wilson. Nice and nice. straightforward, right? You don't need anything else. Wilson, uh, two points last week. Jimenez, nine points, obviously. It's his second nine points in a row, so that's what I'm talking about. This is somebody who's come in and said he got nine points last week i'm bringing him in he looks good he, he returns another nine points a plus seven differential it's our biggest climber in the league this week so you look at that and say okay well what's what's happened league position wise it's an impact change seven places up the league to 10th in the league seven seven places nobody climbed better than stephen hill pick of the week for game week 12 congrats fantastic 
I'm seeing a bit of a theme. So um, breaking the fourth wall again, obviously we and I don't discuss um, what we're going to talk about beforehand, which is one of the reasons it's so professional. Um, <laughs> I've got a very similar theme running through my thoughts for the week. Uh, game week 12 was all about making the correct transfer. Um, I, I have that core throughout everything that I've, I've got written down so far. So um, I'm going to move on to team of the week. And it was about the guys effectively who decided to try and make a bit of a change. So um, I've got, kind of one, two, three teams I want to talk about who made a bit of a difference to themselves um, to get themselves up the ranking overall. So the highest score of the week is often the person that I pick for, t- uh, for team of the week. Highest score belongs to Tom Kane, who's obviously our reigning champion. He's had a good start to the season overall. He got in a massive 88 uh, points. Mm-hmm. And that was with Abraham being his captain rather than Vardy, who the vast majority of people had for the big score. So um, even with that big score overall, though, Tom Kane took, he swung the bat. He made minus 12. He made three transfers. What's that? No, four transfers for the week um, because everyone's stored up in the first place. That's a big swing. So it takes him just below actually being the highest score overall. That leaves me with a two-horse race for who are the two Mm -hmm. highest scores. You've got Steve Sucklin. Uh, who is Vardy's biggest fan. He's obviously really profited from Vardy over the last three weeks. <laughs> uh, that smoke face is obviously there again. He's climbed up the table now to second. Well, no, he's he would have been second if he hadn't left Dunk on the bench, but his team obviously performed overall 80 points. So I've got Steve as second place uh, for team of the week, even though he is net the highest score. I'm giving team of the week to one point below, but for all the things you just mentioned there, you look at the team, you work out who you want to bring in and your single transfer, that feels good. Obviously, captain feels the same way every week. The wild card, when you pull your wild card, that is, for me, one of the tensest weeks. You're looking at your team with whole new eyes. There's optimism. You're certain after a week of tinkering, this is the one. These are the guys. Like, you're probably, if you're like me, thinking this is a four-week, five-week, maybe even six, that I'm going to stick with this. This is my team now. But in mm. your secret heart, this week matters the most because I've just pulled the wild card. And the Amazing. third highest, second highest net score, but third highest score of the week is a wild card. So my team of the week is uh, Will Brocks, which, as he doesn't listen to this wow. yet, is controversial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually meeting him in 45 minutes and I will tell him. I'll make him download it in my face. But anyway, uh, Will Brocks pulls his wild card. 79 points that is a wonderfully happy very good gets him back up the table overall uh he brought in Vardy obviously he's got that great wild card feeling so yeah team of the week uh goes to Will Brooks nothing better nothing better than pulling the pulling the wild card and and seeing everything you hoped for you know 79 I mean that's that's what you want right that's exactly what you want out of it yeah that's a back I knew it I knew it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, so turning uh, the other way around and looking at what hurt last week, there are a few contenders for what hurt. But I think I want to start with a couple of nominees. So we didn't quite, didn't quite get the award, but deserved special mention. Uh, one of them was our special guest from last week, actually. Um, <laughs> Tom Maxwell. <laughs> True to form. Tom, um, it's it's a potential. Now, don't get me wrong. The reason he doesn't win the award is because what he missed out on, whilst it has an impact in terms of his net points, so he missed out on 10 points overall because he left 14 on the bench. He left 14 on the bench, and that's 
it's you know when everybody else around you is is struggling when you need something that's going to break you that would have taken about 65 points for the week which is uh, very respectable in the current conditions not obviously for those who you know captain abraham and vardy but respectable nonetheless he came back with a 14 point bench that bench if he played it would have moved him up a place but instead he is he's still he's red arrow down in 27 um, it it would have it would have at least given him a you know the promise of a green arrow and just kind of touching 26th place in the league so tom's one of the nominees um Another one that I wanted to mention is uh, another wild carder. So Adam, he uh, he went for a wild card. He did all of the things that you just described. You know, he probably looked and looked and guessed, you know, second guessed and researched and did all his work. But his wild card that he's pulled left him net the same as he would have been the week before. Oh, the pain, <laughs> the pain. There's someone not, who's more painful than that. That can't be. I mean, it hurts because yes, it's the wild card and everything. But like you said before, this is a this is probably a five six week plan for him. Okay, so fifty five points from your first wild card week. Yes, you're bottom of the league, and you you know you want to do something that's going to you know start turning things around. Let's see in the next few weeks when this wild card starts to get into itself. Um, maybe he's maybe he's playing the long game here. We don't know, but it does hurt to see you pull the trigger at least. It wasn't a negative on his previous team. It was net net, pretty much the same as he would have got on his previous team. But the award for that um, actually goes to somebody who went into a deficit, spent four points, um, and ended up four points worse off than they would have been. Oh dear! So a, com- <laughs> a, a complete, a complete enough to waste the four points. Just take these four points and and move me down. That's Aaron. So Aaron Mack. Aaron Mack's doing really well this year. Um, as an aside, but. In the, this particular week, that four-point transfer actually didn't do anything. He he had a good week overall. It would have been four points better, but hey, um, it's uh, it's Aaron Mack who gets my that's got a hair award for this week. Ouch! Um, do you mind if I uh, give a, another nominee, like an also run on that one that I, I noticed? Oh, um, please! Right, so, as the commissioner. I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. that before. I'm the commissioner. Very proud of this mm-hmm. league. Uh, I, I, I have high standards. Last week wasn't in a great week. We had some good scores. The mm-hmm. national average, I believe, was 48. Every, you, you, I just thought of this team because of what you just mentioned on, on the wildcards. National average, 48. Everybody in our league, every single manager beat the national average of 48. Except one. Tom <laughs> Everett. <laughs> Tom Everett managed a very respectable 44. Like, you're missing the league average, by the world average, by not that much. World average is dragged down by dead teams or everything else. But yeah, 44 points against 48. So I had a look to see why he was so unfortunate. Uh, Edison, goalkeeper, zero points. That's really going to hurt. He got his captain right, but then everything else was just an absolute cluster. So yeah, I, I think when you get 44, when the whole the rest of the league uh, has, has passed the benchmark, that, that deserves an honourable mention there, Tom Everett. So thank you. Um, 100%. But... <laughs> I, the, the, scores, the scores have been really weird because it seems like the whole league is starting to move in. There's like a chunk of maybe 12 managers who are moving in step with each other up, you know, in terms of the scores through some big, big scores, but then you see big scores across maybe 10 or 15 managers at a time, which yeah. brings me on quite nicely and seamlessly 
you liked how I did that, um, <laughs> to, okay. to the trends. What are, um, I, I know you've been looking at some of the trends. I wanted to just kick things off in terms of data trends with ownership. Okay. Because we have, we've hit a new all-time high in terms of ownership. I'll give you one guess and one guess who the new highest ever owner or owned player is in our league. It has to be Lord Lutheran, surely. You think so? You said last in last week's episode that it would be negligent not to have Lundstrom in your team. Yes. Well, the managers of the league have spoken. <laughs> and they are saying very loudly and very clearly, or at least 90% of them are saying, Abraham needs to be in your squad. We have not seen 90% ownership this I believe anything. Tom Maxwell referred to that one as being close to negligent. He <laughs> <laughs> can't be anywhere near the top of the league. That would have been my second guess, actually. And with the pictures he's just had, his form, yeah, that would make sense. 90%, though, I don't think in all of No Cash, No Code, I don't think we've ever had a single player owned by such a large portion of the league. Even in the um, Aguero, uh, uh, what's the Bucktooth guy that used to play for you guys, the borderline racist that you were going uh, Suarez. Yeah, Suarez. <laughs> Sorry, no borderline. Uh, <laughs> there'd always be one Liverpool fan who refuses to have him, or there'd be, or ethical grounds. There's always been, a, I've missed that bandwagon. I'm not getting in Mares. I don't care what anyone says. There's normally been a protest. Yeah, so it's uh, 90% yeah, is massive. Yeah. 90%. So Lundstrom, to, to your earlier point, Lundstrom has held his ownership ranking at 81% from the previous week. So 81, he was top last week with 81. This week, he's still at 81. It's interesting that last week, obviously, he had 21 points as his return. This week, two. Yeah, um, top, top them away, I think. Yes, I believe so. Um, and I think he came close, actually, to setting up the first goal. If I remember right, ridiculous of our decision. He nearly did what he does. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but but yeah. So you've got the top three in terms of owned. Um, you've got Abraham with ninety percent. Which for those of you who are tracking this number, ninety percent basically means there are only three managers who don't have him. You know. So in are. real terms, <laughs> <laughs> there are three managers. <laughs> A small click of us. <laughs> don't have um, then you've got the other the other the other kid mount who's um tied with lundstrom at 81 percent um he brought back three points so the highest scored the highest scoring player in terms of ownership and points so he's in the top he's fourth in ownership um 59 owned is body with 12 point return Fair enough. I, I, we're all going to slowly be gravitating towards similar teams, I think, until we get to this next wild card or when the fixtures turn. But yeah, those, those are names you'd expect to see up there or thereabouts. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Um, um, anything else you, you're seeing? Yeah, my tip on trades uh, on trends was slightly different. Uh, I was looking at, obviously, we've, we've had the aforementioned um, point hits, and it's been very typical between George, no hit Johnson, and then uh, all the hits Maxwell. So, um, it just worked out this week, um, thanks to Data Plan Project. Uh, there was some interesting turns on transfers. So I'm going to stick with that theme and points hits involved. So I've got the top seven swings that are positive from making their transfer this week. Um, so in seventh place, Jacob Brick, Jay Brick made one transfer and was net 10 points better. Damien made one transfer, net 10 points better. Dylan, minus four but still nets 12 points better off. And then Nevin, who's been 
bouncing there or thereabouts. He saved his transfers, took two this week, uh, and he's net 12 up from making his two free transfers. The top three are the ones that I'm really interested in. Top three, most positive returns on their transfers. Tom Kane, who I mentioned earlier, he took a 12-point hit. He still finished net 14 up. That is well played, that man. That is wow. 14 points plus, obviously, the 12 he taken away, so he was 26 in total. So his net is because of, he took out Salah, uh, David Silva, mm -hmm. Otamendi, and Wesley, and he brought in the Chelsea defender Tamori, Jimenez, Marshall, and Son. Tomori, Jimenez, Marshall, wow. Son is a who's who of points. Well played on that minus hit. That is well worth it. George, no hits Johnson. Pay attention to Tom Kane, our champion. That is how he is going about it. That's how he's going back <laughs> up the table. Um, but that's only, that's only good for third best this week. In second place, he's had some airtime and he's probably going to be on the show at some point soon. Uh, Steve Suckling, he had the second best return. Two transfers, no points hit. George, you're obviously right. Okay. Uh, so he's, got, <laughs> he's taken out KDV and Cantwell and he brought in Madison and Pulisic. Well played. Um, Very well played. And then number one, which is why I love this league, is in between those two. So we had a minus 12 for 14 points. We had a no minus in for 14 points. And in first place, a 17-point uh, positive differential is Kinderman with a minus four-point hit. Uh, so he took out Jimenez, uh, sorry, he took out King, Callum, and uh, Yamalenko, and he brought in Jimenez, Abraham, the, the aforementioned Abraham, and Martial. So there is no rhyme or reason. Very to good. It's Very good. But those guys I like nailed those their transfers. Nailed their transfers this week. Yeah. So that's my trends overall. Um, is there anything more stressful? I mean, second only to pulling your wild card than taking a 12-point hit and then sitting back and crossing your fingers. I mean, I mean, unless it's a rage transfer when you're watching the game live. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just hiding behind the couch because you know that was a bad idea. But yeah, the minus four, I think, is probably more stressful than the wild card because you can't pretend it was a long-term view it's a minus four. That is a, I cannot live this week without this player i can't wait till next week yeah. his price is going to change he's going to score too many goals no i think that is definitely the most uh, most stressful yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh. any other spots any other business from you well done those guys uh no other business from me actually no scratch that there is other business from me so we've mentioned um the wild cards um we yeah. actually have a third wild card this week so the three wild cards in total we've mentioned will brocks his wonderful return um, on his wild card, Adam Park, his well net neutral return on his wild card. Yeah. Um, you also have another wild card that didn't quite go to plan, which was Ade. Ade going in on the wild card. Ooh. Yeah, fifty eight points off his wild card. So um, again, it just I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe this is going to be a long term play, but we're we're seeing we're seeing this more and more now. Is kind of like taking these wild cards and then missing out on those, you know, the Jimenez, the Vardis, the, you know, just, it's, um, we'll see, That's we'll tough. see what happens the next three, four weeks. I think it will be worth coming back in a few weeks to revisit some of these wild cards, see if there were actually anything to them or they were just, well, what they look to be so far, which are busts. Full disclosure, I have no favourites now that George has got some money out of us. Um, so Ade is actually the person I'm rooting for most. So come on, Ade, let's turn this around. We need to get you earning some more money. Um, one last bit yeah. of uh, any other business for me. 
Uh, actually, based on go on, he's had a lot of great airtime as well, George, this week. Um, one of the things George says that resonated with me um, on, when he was on a couple of weeks ago, he said the key to winning manager of the month is an international break. I looked into it and uh, November has an internal and no gapping games. There are four game weeks in November. We, we're only at halfway, uh, but I thought I'd have a look into where we are anyway. And there are some lovely names up here. So uh, going in reverse order again uh, with two game weeks left to go. So anyway, everyone's filling it with two weeks to go, but the top seven, I'm starting at seven, random number I know, but it's because Aaron Mack, who's 28th in the league, he's not going down without a fight. He's seventh oh, no. this month in Mario month. He's got 144 points. Um, winner of the first month, August, Tom Kane, and the champion, has 145. He's tied with another person who's never won money, actually, Ali Maxwell. Um, Ali's oh. doing his seasonal. He's always good for one or two months. Always going to be in there. Uh, yeah, so Ali's uh, tied. What's that? So uh, they're both joint on 145. That puts Ed... Ed Mullane is in fourth. He had a big week of 77, so that takes him to third. Um, top half of the table, Jeff, is uh, top of the November mm. table as well. With, it's not going it, to stick. It is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Let me say that again. Top half of the table, Jeff, is at the top half of the November <laughs> table. He's got 154 <laughs> points, which puts him third for the month. And yeah, Steve but he's got a red arrow, so, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Steve Suckling, right? So Steve Suckling is now third in the no cash no code table, and he's second in another manager of the month. So yeah, he's he's definitely to be on this pod. Um, again, I have no favourites, but let me repeat. So in third place, manager month is top of the table, top half of the table. Jeff, who's never played fantasy football before and is a rookie to no cash no code, and in second place is Steve Suckling, who I love the bits but is also a rookie to no cash, no code. So just put that out there for the long-standing veterans. You've got two weeks. <laughs> anyway, two weeks, yeah, but of course, on manager of the month. for November, everybody still staring up at hot pepe sauce, wondering, anyway, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> how long can he keep this streak going? It's been a, a good month so far for the commissioner. Um, it's going to be interesting to see... Uh, see if anybody can haul him back but um yeah well played well played you so far thank you very much oh, uh, anyways, well that's it for my side how about you i think on that note let's wrap this up uh let's get into the international weekend um i'm gonna go and tinker with my squad and then second guess that tinkering with um going back to an old school approach <laughs> of just you know one transfer a week and just keep it simple and trust in my guys um, and then I'm going to third guess that strategy with more tinkering. And then I'm going to fourth guess that strategy with reading lots of blogs. And then I'm going to fifth guess that strategy with going back to um, what I said I'd do at the beginning of this year, which is pay attention to fixtures. And then I'm going to sixth guess that strategy with something. <laughs> I am going to leave my team alone. I'm going to save my transfer. And then uh, obviously straight after this, I'm going to go and meet Will Brooks for a beer. And that's going to change absolutely everything. And I'll make two rage transfers based on his uh, thought process. <laughs> is what normally happens. What I'm not going to do this international break is I'm not going to wildcard. I can reveal that exclusively on the pod. You've really wildcarded? No. <laughs> 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 right. I'll talk to you later. Nice